Welcome to Toffee Blue View, your source for all things Everton. I'm Jerry, and I'm still sickish. I almost have my normal voice back, which means I'm starting. I've lost the the deep voice, which was the only thing people liked about me, sadly. So, so, so that's Driving going. Female away. fans crazy. What five there were? <laughs> all two of them. Yeah. <laughs> With me today, we've got Edward. Still all right. Tired. From the yeah, who, 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 you know, trekked all the way to Southampton. Uh, also, Max is here. Max is back. Uh, Who's back? And that would be our first Eminem quote on yeah. our show ever. And the idea that I know that just startled everyone. Uh, so, yeah, he's actually 25. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, that's... I wish. So, so guys... Uh, uh, we're we're sad, right? This is a sad time, or angry, depending on what kind of guy you are. Angry. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I've just come to Taking accept it. it. Today, today's news. Angry. Yeah. Um. So, uh, let's let's uh, for let's go ahead and sum up the the show for everybody in the podcast, uh, just so they know what's going on, and then let's get into uh, everything because we got a lot. We got some really meaty subjects to dig our teeth into. Um, so for all you podcasters out there, our show's going to look like this. Um, we're going to start with a Saints reaction, and I'll give you a hint. We cry a lot. All right? So then we'll go into a, a segment about the probable new manager appointment. And guys, it's not great. It's all right? not good. <laughs> Um, so we'll do a segment on that, and then we'll go into uh, a segment about our, another segment about our uh, director of football. All right, a lot of people are calling for Walsh's head. Uh, let's let's get into that some more. All right, because um, it's it's gradually getting worse, and we have to keep analyzing this. And uh, lastly, we need to preview our, our our match with West Ham coming up this Wednesday. Fingers crossed, we don't lose by twelve. All right, so gentlemen. Uh, Edward, maybe we should start with you because you were there. You've almost earned the right to go first on this. You poor, poor man. Uh, so, so uh, what's your initial thoughts, bud? Go ahead. You start it off. Kick it off. Six and a half hours. All wasted. So, Edward, what was... I mean, I, I shouldn't even have to ask this, but what was the mood like in the away section? How how bad was it really? Just acceptance. Disappointment, but acceptance. You know to see personally I would have I would have been happy or not happy, but I would have been more content with the trip length if we'd put in a decent performance. Like four one was an arguably safe score. We we got lucky with four one. Could have been losing about ten one. So, if the performance was there, I wouldn't be as bothered with the time that and the wasted weekend. Mm. But there's just nothing in it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm disappointed. That's it. Yeah. Disappointed, but also accepting of the fact that we should have seen it coming. 
Straight away. Should have seen it coming. Yeah. Worse than Atalanta. Uh, I mean, honestly, I felt equally bad at both, <laughs> watching both. But uh, Max, uh, talk a little bit about a little bit about what you're thinking. So, like, what, what I'm thinking is, I know Edward there just said the attitude was pretty much like acceptance of the state that we're in and the situation and the, this this relegation fight and what have you. But I think, right, you, right, you look at that 90 minutes. We managed to get that wonder goal just before half time. We were we were back into the map. We we at that half time. Yes. It, 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 I try I try and avoid as much blame on David Andrew as I can because I, I do feel I, I feel for him in the situation that he's thrown into. But that half time team should have really realised how important it was to play well in that second half. You know, could, could have given them a right kick up the backside during half time. And then we should have went after that second half, you know, fighting for every ball, matching Southampton, being, you know, neck and neck with everything. But that that, that second half performance was absolutely awful. We, we, you know, it was the complete polar opposite to how we should have come out. And, I mean, you, you got a, a lot of people... Uh, highlight the fact that you know the likes of Baines, Baines went off injured and, and Keane went off injured, but regard regardless, you know we were on a level level playing field coming in, going into that second half, and all we needed to do was match the the desire and the um, the ambition of because if, if you look at the look at the, the Southampton team, I was in particular I'd say Tadic and Buffal and the two fullbacks because I think they were really good. The fullbacks were the best players on the pitch. Yeah, um, their desire and their, um, you know, to win every ball, every second ball. You know, they, they didn't uh, particularly. When was it? Um, who was it that closed Cedric down for the ball? I think it was Sigurdsson. Sigurdsson, Sigurdsson. tried. Sigurdsson tried to hold Cedric off for the ball. Yeah, that happened actually right in front of me. Yeah, just bounced off him. I mean, just bounced through him. Just went right through him, and you know, it, that just sums it up. Like. You know, we should have. We should. That I can't highlight that 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 half-time team talking off. Yeah, I know we're in a bad situation, but that should have been enough to give them a kick up the backside to try and get a get a result from that. And you know, as I say, it went the complete other way. Um. Yeah. I, uh, guys, uh, I got to be honest. It, there's there's something to be said. I think Unsworth probably gives a really good. Team talk. You know, he seems like kind of a rah-rah guy. He seems like somebody who could really get you pumped and ready. I think when you look, when you see that graphic that everybody's showing right now that shows Everton's back line looking like a wedge going all the way across. They they look like they were going to play rugby. Yeah. You know? (laughs) So it's, I I think that kind of sums up what the real problem is, you know? Uh, which is that we we lack some serious defensive organization. We, we lack um, Never mind defensive organization. We lack game plan because even when we've got the ball, we don't really look like we know what we're doing with it. So, you know, um, I, yeah. I took a look at all four of our goals to try to figure out what happened. I did that right before I came on. I really I looked up the build up play. Two two were identical. Two were a yep. card, two were a carbon copy. Uh, the the what's really interesting about the 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 second goal 
Schneiderlin is actually guarding no one building up to that. He is guarding a space and no one's in it. All right? So what happens is because Schneiderlin is, is occupying this no man's land, Jags has to... Jags has to peel off to try to run and close down to try to close down the crosser. All right, and basically it leaves room for uh, for Austin to just sit there and make his run. And and I think it's Williams who is blind to it. He can't see the ball. That, that's yeah, it. But... That's a problem for like I think the last few headed goals that we can see that Williams has been a fault. You know, it's it, and it always seems to be him that the man gets him get, gets in front of or hmm. manages to wriggle away from. I think I said in my instant match reaction, he should never come near an Everton shirt again. Yeah, I saw that. The, the amount of performances he's put in like that, don't want him anywhere near. It do. That sounds really harsh to say, but if we can get him sold in the window, we should, because he's just not doing anything. He's not doing anything, and there's so many other players that should be coming in. Our best back line is now on the injury table. No left back, no right back, no left sided centre back, no right sided centre back. All on the injury table. Yeah. We've now got to contend with Kenny, who's not bad. Martina. Of course, I'll do much. I mean, I, I do. Got, no, I've got nothing but plays for Kenny. And, you know, for, for, I've got, you know what? Like, he's been thrown in. Wow. He's been thrown in at the deep end, and he's done pretty well mm. for a lad of his age. Mm. Still, like many, like when you watch him, like his positional awareness isn't isn't the best. I mean, it just comes down to lack of experience, isn't it? Really, that is what I'm saying. I mean, that the Waff the Wofford game, he, he was brilliant. He, he bloody he he, he, he made the spirit of Everton, like you know, the amount of blocks and the way he's getting his body in the way of the ball. That you know, that's the type of desire that you want to see. He made the most amount of blocks and clearances out of any other player that weekend. Exactly, you know. Um, so I mean, yeah, he, you can't really ask more from him because I think he's doing okay. But you know, I think we we uh, desperately miss Coleman. I don't think Lennon's a right back either. No, no. no. Right wing back maybe, but not a right back. Oh, I don't. I don't. We're not in the position to be experimenting, experimenting with three and fives at the back at, at the minute either. I don't think. So yeah. I don't. Think Lennon in there is uh, a good idea. Yeah. Uh... But the, one of the main reasons I was really curious to see if there were any trends as far as who was at fault for our goals, and I noticed Kenny's really not at fault for any of them. No, he didn't do. And too that's bad. the thing. I was I wrote down the names of the players that contributed to the goals, the names of the players that seemed to drop the ball, the names of the players that were not covering the man going past their fourth goal. I I think it's on Lookman. All right, because if you watch. There's the like Lookman does not trail the man who gets the assist, mm. all right. So Schneiderlin has to pull off his man to cover that, and that leaves the guy wide. That leaves Davis wide open in the middle, all right. And it's all because Adamola Lookman doesn't trail his man. So these goals. No offense, are, he had to be as attacking as he could at that point. But yeah, but but the thing is, I mean, he was on a. It was a very defensive position, though. You know what I mean? Like he was. They were. We were pinned back in the back. But I mean, this is. This is not on one or two players is, is basically the point of this. All right, that's kind of what I'm saying. This is on each one of those goals. There are more, there's more than one player who contributed to them. And that's a whole defensive system. That's a, whole, that's a huge problem exactly. for players not knowing who to cover, not knowing that there's a guy cutting behind you. You're supposed to go, <laughs> stay with that man. 
Yeah. There's no communication. That's the problem. Oh, t- no... So true. What, what, I, what I think is really funny is the fact, you know, in, in the summer, we brought in Ajax's captain. We bought, I mean, I mean, I know that was the, the window before. We bought in Wales, the, the Welsh captain and Swansea's captain. We bought in Man United and England captain. You know, and there's no, there's, there's no real leadership. I've, I've seen a Don't forget Martin is the captain of his national team. Mm, don't get me started on him. <laughs> I just, I just feel like something that I done uh, did the other night, which you know was re- really quite sad to me. Was I went back and watched all the highlight videos from the thirteen fourteen season? You know that first season under Martinez. You sound like you're gonna cry. Oh, mate! What it was? There was such a like um, from watching from now compared to then. There is such a distinct system that we have when we've got the ball and when we haven't got the ball. Mm. So, like, you know, not now in particular, it's so easy to see how clueless we are because with the, under Martinez, we can you know, a, a lot, I, I, I've recently written about him, um, Gareth Barry, um, mm. you know, the, the, the magic he worked in that team, I think it still goes under, underrated um, because... Um, a, a big feature of our play came from uh, Baines and Coleman. You know when they when they used to bomb on and provide mm. out wide. And Barry Barry used to sit in between the two centre backs. And you know that that used to be really st- and it would be Jags and Distan either side of them. And you know they were relative pretty much in the prime around that time. Maybe a little bit probably on the way out a bit. But I'd still say that that even though they were old, they were really stronger the unit and um, you know so compared to now you know as you say that that, that pitches that doing rounds where we're just mm. looking complete like, slam i think as well the uh defense just nothing's right anymore pickford's got no confidence in his defense that's the whole problem um yeah. i mean you looked at what it was like for england it was incredible yeah i think, I think easy, yeah. We owe him. We owe him a good, a good defensive line. To be honest, mm-hmm. exactly. We owe, we owe him. The, we owe him the confidence. I think we need. We need to uh, invest in getting top quality. Yeah. Keane's got. Keane's got no confidence either, which breaks my heart to be saying that. Yeah, he's, uh, he's really good at Burnley. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny thought. I thought he did okay. Williams never touching an Everton shirt again. Jags, as much as I hate to say it, is past it, and Baines is now injured. Yeah, and to be honest with you, I still, as much as I like hold Baines in seriously high esteem, um, pace wise, there I, I think it's becoming beginning to become an issue. Becoming an issue. I've been like I've for a long. I think for a few years now, people have said Baines has passed it, but I, I've always said no to that because I've um, I've credited him because I've always thought that he's adapted his game really well. Because if you mm. think. About in it, it, no, no doubt, it, his prime was when he was playing with Peanut, because he used to he used to be able to get himself up and down consistently really well. But now, obviously, as he's got on, and I think the the um, the ankle injury that he's kind of accumulated over the years hasn't helped. Mm-hmm. But um, I honestly do think that he's adapted his game and that he knows he can't get it forwards as much. So he, you know, he tries to put a shift in a lot more defensively. But as you say, you know, a lot of people have said as well. There's no other left back. In, yeah. 
Oviedo's gone. Not say I'm not saying that Oviedo would be good enough, but it'd be a left back. Um, yep. Oviedo's gone. Um, Galloway was sent out on loan again, and I don't I don't really know why. I see him more as a centre half, but he can't yeah. play. Um, Garbutt's yeah. not registered. Well, and that that was that was as well because he got it. He got he did get a stint, didn't he? He got a stint in the team a few years ago, but now he just seems to be, you know. And he did incredibly, and he, he got rewarded a five-year deal. So. Well, um, yeah, I and again, all these little things point to the problems further up, not just on the field, you know, in in the back in the back room. So I don't know. I just it, feel sorry for Unsworth. Doesn't deserve it. No. He's one of the few managers we've had that actually cares about Everton. Yeah, I, regard, regarding Unsworth, I think uh, that that picture of um, Joe Royal with his arm, yeah. I think kind of kind of sums it up. Um, and I, I've got I've got I've got I've got a mate who blames Unsworth quite heavily for the the situation that we're in, but I, I, I he's saying oh we shouldn't even touch the under twenty threes again either, but I think that's harsh because obviously the very man, harsh. It's, he's that's got too a, harsh. He must have a he must have a really good talent in regards to getting the best out of young players, and you know, as as the, as the, as a squad, as a, as a, as a collective squad, that's why I think he does so well with the under twenty threes. But obviously, coming up into this first team, you've got a kind of he needs experience. You've got true, but you've got a conflict of all these kind of egos. You need, I, I, I mean, with the exception of Morales. Which I think has been proved. I don't think there are many egos Schneiderlin. in the team, possibly. But I, I, I think it's just senior players, you know. And I think Umdwey, in regard to getting the best out of these senior players, as proved with Cumin, can't do it. And I think that's a real struggle at the minute. It's just a matter of finding a man who can get the best out of these senior players. I mean, I'm I'm definitely not going to sail Unsworth down the river here because. Think about it. Uh, for his teams, his his U23 teams to be successful, he worked with them for a long time. Yeah. A long, long time. He was able to build his system. He was able to get to know his players. He was able to figure out how it works. So for him to be thrown into a situation where the team is playing, well, let's be honest, like shit, uh, for him to be thrown into that kind of position, yeah. all right, um, it's a totally different scenario. Now, I, so no, I don't think it. I mean, he's proven he's not completely up to this particular task. Do I think yes. he could be a Premier League manager? Yes, I agree. Yet, yeah, yet I think is a good word for him. You know, if he's given a chance to actually have a squad that's like already another, kind of together, he could be like another Howard Kendall. Oh bloody hell! I, I say that. So <laughs> I, I don't want to be, be thinking about Howard Kendall at this point. I just I need to try and. You know, focus what's going on, whatever. And because I, yeah, as I said, he got he must have a t- real good talent for dealing with a young uh, like the under twenty threes and, and young squads. So, and obviously, yeah, he, he has come into it a situation that isn't ideal. So, mate, yeah, has he got potential to be a Premier League manager? We'll just have to wait and see to when he's given a squad. If well, if he is ever given a squad with a, you know, yeah. I think maybe if it was like if it was something like the start of the season, it wouldn't be as bad. So like oh, no, with Hull's, Hull's situation, they had a caretaker manager in Mike Phelan, which all right, he didn't do so bad at the start, but that was because he was able to bring in sort of his own system. Mm. 
Whereas Unsworth has sort of had to like be thrown in with the sharks. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it because everyone, everyone, like I literally don't know a person that doesn't like David Unsworth. Like, because you know he's a real, he's a, he's a he's a good bloke and he's a thorough bloke with it, with you know the job that he does. He's you know he knows that we're not up to scratch and he'll, he'll come out and say it openly. So I think it. And I think he he knows that he's not getting the job either. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think uh, to to say that he's not he shouldn't go back to the U twenty threes is overkill. You know, I think all three of us agree that he was doing a fantastic job with U twenty threes. I I don't understand any kind of argument to take him off of U twenty threes. Uh, you know, I think yeah, you said, you mentioned that your your friend had said that, but also Joey Barton came out and said that. I don't yeah. understand any. Yeah, I know we don't listen don't to that die. anyway. <laughs> against them. But the but the thing is, like, I don't understand. There's no evidence that says he shouldn't go back there. So I, I, why not? Why can't it be a situation where he's not completely ready to do this job for the first team right now? Put him back where he was. Let him keep kicking ass. Mm. You know, I, I don't understand why not. Yeah. Um, and something so that um, it, it's been, you know, it, it's been building up and driving for quite a while in regards to the new manager, the new, the kind of, the managerial situation that we're in at the minute. We, I think we need to get it spot on this time. And I don't, I don't mean, well, it doesn't look like we have, because, you know, if, if we're going to get into him, him later. Yeah. <laughs> We we need because we've 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 hit the restart button like a number of times over the last few years, and I don't really think we can afford to do it again because it's because we've got our short term ambitions and we've got our long term long term ambitions. And I've said previously that you know when going back all the way to when Moyes left, because obviously we had that that a a long period of stability with a you know with consistently with the same manager. when Moyes left, we were on the cusp of being a European, you know, a real European, con- like contender for the European places. And obviously, you know, the, the first season with Martinez went well, then it went downhill. So then we we brought in Cumin, and you know, this is his first season went well, and his well, second. His first season went well, but then it can't, you know, this then then this is the situation that we're in now. I just I feel like it needs. Could we need someone that will sort us out in the January, and you know, obviously bring. I think getting a goal scorer in and someone that can turn results around is is necessary. We need someone to oh, come okay. in. January. Yeah. All right. Final question. I'm going to ask: If Niasi was playing, would he have changed the game? Ooh. I, I, you know, I was thinking about asking the same question. That's funny. That that, <laughs> that is an interesting question because. He's proved that he can be a kind of focal point for the team, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say no because I feel like we were too I feel like we were too vulnerable. Anyway, mm. I mean, on, <laughs> on on and off the ball, we were looking really vulnerable because I, I I tweeted while I was watching the game. It doesn't, it doesn't seem like we can hold on to the ball for more than five seconds. Nope. Everyone's too scared to keep hold of it. That's the problem. And there's no there's no game plan on the ball. Like it's literally just like you know if if, if, a, if, a, if a, say if I don't know say if Schneidlin gets the ball in the midfield he picks his head up and you know there's no 
you know, there's no system to go after. We don't play down the wings. We don't play on the counter-attack. We haven't got a big man up front. You know, there's, it's literally just find a shit. And when, yeah. when, when, you, when you're a team that's like, our style of playing is just, you know, find a man in a blue shirt. That's, it, it's not going to go well for you. And it's proved to be true. So we need someone that can really discover a game plan for us to build on and be progressive. Yeah, uh, when I was watching, I was sitting there thinking, okay, is our passing game that bad? Because think about it. Every time we would get anywhere, pretty much anywhere past midfield, all right, we would take a gamble on a through ball. Yeah. All right? And every single gamble on a through ball got intercepted by the other team. Every yeah. single one. So I was thinking, okay, is it a problem with the passing or is it a problem with the runs? Is it a problem with the movement? And the, the simple answer there is probably both. Yeah, I think it's a collection of everything because, I mean, who did, who did, who did, we, who did, who did we lash up front? Did Dominic Calvert-Lewin, did he get lashed up front? Yeah. He was put up front yeah. along with Morales in like a 4-4-2 or something like that. I can't really remember Calvert-Lewin touching the ball. Um, not, not often, no. He got the assist, I think, for the goal. Mm. But, I mean, let's be honest, that goal should have probably been unassisted, the amount of work that Gilfie did. Yeah, that was, that was just a piece of in. That was, that, that yep. was proven. That was um, proven. Out of way. nothing. It was yeah. out of nothing. It, it looked like he was going to take it on, like, on the outside and curl it round. But then he, he decided to cut in and still go for it. And, you know, that was, um, that was, oh. that was one particularly bright moment in a bleak... I was going to say game, but I'd say season. I think that's going to be our bloody highlight of the season. <laughs> uh, hey, um, Edward, I wanted to mention, uh, I don't think Nias would have affected the game much either. I think it, I think we still would have lost, but it would have been maybe 3-2. to two. I, think, yeah, yeah. I think their last goal would have – they wouldn't have scored their last goal. I think we would have uh, gotten one and gotten a little bit of spirit up. I think we would have had a little bit more confidence in the second half. Nias' physicality just pushes the other team back. So he yeah. does affect games. We don't have anybody else who does anything like that. But mm. I still think our defense was too vulnerable. i got to agree with Max completely on that. What about you know? Holgate? Holgate? No, still not. I'm, I'm a big, I, I am a big fan of Holgate, but I, I acknowledge that he is still a player that's full of mistakes. Um, so I feel like you need to... I think the thing is with, with a lot of young players is obviously they've got mistakes in the game and you mm. need you need to play them at the ta- at a time where those mistakes won't be so so detrimental to the team as a whole. If you if you know what I mean. Yep. So like, and so this is really isn't a good time to play him because if he makes a mistake that leads to a goal, it means people are going to jump on his back, which isn't good for him. No. But um, I don't know um, unless, unless someone says to him, listen. Your role is to be a no-nonsense defender. Then maybe if that's the case, because he does seem like he could be a good ball-playing centre half. But mm-hmm. if someone says to him, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give you a run of games in the team, and you need to be a, a no-nonsense defender. You need to get out whatever comes to you. Don't take more than one, two touch with whatever you get given. Then maybe I think he could have made us a bit more defensively solid. But yeah, again. It, it's hard. It's it's hard because all these senior players are the ones that are putting us in the mess. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I think our defensive positional sense is just so bad yeah. that Holgate wouldn't have really 
made much of a difference to that at all. How can he compensate for an entire back line and pretty much everybody not knowing where they're supposed to be when in their communications is so bad? Yeah. Um, yeah. If you watch um, that game as a neutral as well, I feel like you've got to give nothing but praise to Southampton. Oh, Southampton were just quality. Bufal and Tadic. I've, I've, I've said for quite a while now, I do feel like Bufal is someone that Everton should, you know, just go for and try and get. But some of the, some of the football and the intensity that they were playing at was, you know, it was brilliant to, to see as a neutral. But as, as an Evertonian, you know, you need, if, if, players are, if players are on form like that, you've got to be aggressive and you've got to be organised. And to be honest, I, I, and as you say, Edward, we weren't even, even like, aggressive in our performance. We didn't seem like we wanted the ball after Sam. We didn't fight. No. No. The... the- Con- commentators here in America basically just just said it looked like Everton weren't trying the second half. Uh, that's one highlight, and that, one it, highlight I do want to say. 20th minute, I was on Sky Sports. Well done. That's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. I do carry on. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I think I, I was trying to th- uh, paste together some positives um, from that game just so we could end on something nice. Uh, Sigurdsson's goal was the obvious highlight. Yeah. Um, anybody else perform in a way where we weren't completely embarrassed of them besides maybe Kenny? Um, Pickford didn't really have really anything no. more he could do, really. Um, that's it. I, I'm, I'd just like to go off Sigurdsson, as you say about Sigurdsson's goal. Um, you, a, lot of pe- a lot of people have been on his back, and I have to be honest, um, me included. Kind of in the in the sense that you know you when you sign Gilfie Sigurdsson and Gilfie Sigurdsson in particular, you expect him to be delivering from set piece situations, which he hasn't done. And you know, he, and we all we all knew that he had you know a long range screamer in him. Mm-hmm. It's just the fact the fashion that he took that goal. It wasn't like a hit and hope or an um. It was the like, technique. It was a, a brilliant technique. That, as I say, that's um, that's um, that's showing why we paid what we did for him, which I'm which I'm happy that he's proved. That was sort of a sign of him maybe trying to put the team on his back. Who else? Who else was sitting there pressing the defense till the very last second, like him? I know. He, was there anybody doing that? Because he was. I, I saw him. <laughs> the game's over. We're getting killed, and he's still sprinting at the keeper, trying to press him. He, People don't see that in his game, which annoys me because, like, I think, honestly, I think there was a stat when we signed him for, for last season. He was the player that covered the most ground in the league. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when even when when you watch him in person, when you're at the game, if you, if you look at him in particular, he, you know, he doesn't stop running. So I think it's just a matter of time until... You know, yeah. I'm not going to say he's going to score goals like that every week, but I just think it's a matter of time till a bit of form does come his way. And for a 45, 50 million pound man, you expect him to put the team on his back a little bit. Yeah, I think he's slowly growing into it. I have, I have a decent amount of faith in him. To be honest, mm. um, I've never been one to kind of. The only thing I wasn't impressed with was the same thing you mentioned: set pieces. Yeah. I was expecting a little bit more out of his set pieces. Um, so. Uh, guys, any parting thoughts? I, I've got, I've, I have no parting thoughts. 
That was awful. And Shout out to the little legend that asked for a photo with me. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Some somebody somebody asked for a photo with Edward Edward at the game, mm-hmm. and that's adorable. <laughs> that is awesome. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, anything else, guys, or are we finished reacting to this? Because we could have just, you know, recorded all of us, you know, crying and vomiting at the same time. But we thought that wouldn't be quite interesting enough, and it'd be too short. Probably be funny. It It would be funny. It was a mess, you know. It it was a mess. There were things things to talk about from the mess, but, you know, there's no hard. It was a big mess. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh it's it's almost as though uh, the the board noticed and wanted to get a manager in quickly. I wonder if we should talk about that next. Oh, don't get me started. So we'll get into that in a little bit. That's our that's our Saints reaction. All right. We have a big. Big topic of discussion that's probably going to zap my memory card. All right, but basically, big news coming out of Sky and every other news outlet. Um, Not Sky Bet this time, so yeah. Big news about Big Sam. All right, apparently uh, we have gone cap in hand, pleading with Big Sam. To come to us. Save us. Save us, Big Sam. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, apparently so. All right. So, guys, um, I, I, I hesitate to ask for initial reactions because I feel like what's going to happen is just just an a hour-long rant from both of you talking. All, <laughs> but we do, we do need to start with some kind of, you know, I, I, let's let Max start this off because... Because he, I feel like he's been dying to vent about this. Right. Appointing Sam Allardyce goes against all the long-term ambitions of the club. It just completely it, it dismembers any bit of integrity that the, that the board has. And I, you, you described it perfectly, Jerry. We're going cap in hand to the man. We're, you know, we're, we're begging for the man. After... after not being convinced on him first time round, we talked to him because he wants a three-year deal. We've said, you know what? No, we're not willing to give you the job for three years. But now we're in that much of a rubbish situation. We've got to take the man on, and he's he's the ball's in his court. And yes, it's in, it's, it's embarrassing. It's you know I'm not going to mince the words. It's an emba- it's it's an embarrassment um, because the man. Is characteristically, I'm not going to say anti-football. That might be a too harsh, but he's the um, he's the by any means necessary type manager. And that, given that we were on this on knocking on the door of Europe, European qualification a few years back, now you know it's kind of just like you know we. I seen who, who was it? Henry Winters as well is in um, tweeted. Sam is ideal for the Everton job. Um, you know, we'll sort sort the players out, sort ourselves defensively, and then we can go to the to Marco Silva in the summer and try and pry Marco Silva away from Watford in the summer, who seems to be the man that we we chased for so long. 
and we didn't have a backup plan, so now we're knocking on the door of Sam Allardyce. But that is hitting the restart button too many times for my liking. Um, mm. It's not helping. That is a hindrance to the club as a whole. Um, if we're just basically putting putting everything we have in the bin and saying, listen, we just need to bring Sam Allardyce up to, you know, make sure that we survive. I'm... I'm still not complete. I'm not completely convinced that we're going to go down as of yet because I don't. I don't. I don't know. I just think I'm just. I'm not going to say I'm the eternal optimist, but I'm just. I'm too. I'm too used to Everton being a Premier League team, and I, I've just. I've just got. The, I've just got a feeling that we will manage to stay up anyway. But right, we just. I'm just so against Sam Allardyce coming in. I don't understand. Like my. Um, me, me, my ideal manager has changed from Carlo Ancelotti to Thomas Tuchel, um, and I, I, I'm going to use Thomas Tuchel as an example. If we bring if we bring someone like him in, Andre Villas Boas is also a name that I've got got mentioned, right? If we bring someone like them in, young, and they can, you know, they can have the January to bring in players that they want. I just feel like if we bring a young manager in like a Tuchel then we need to get players that he wants and that he deems good enough to get us out of this situation. Because I think, obviously, you only have to look at, watch Dortmund for 10 minutes under Tuttle that they have a clear system that works. Mm. So, if we get someone that's got like a progressive playing style like he has, that can sort us out until the end of the season. And then we're not having to hit the reset button in the summer to bring in someone again completely new for the season up and coming. Edward, <laughs> what do you say? Well, you know which manager I've been wanting for quite a while. Um, Bruce Arena. So close. Ah. Oh, I'm afraid <laughs> it was, it would either be Ancelotti or Tuchel, but yeah. I think this whole thing with Big Sam, I mean, I don't know if he'll like me mentioning him, but my dad is very big He's he's keen on this op- option for Sam Allardyce. You know, my dad seems to think he's never really been proven at a big club, or he's never been given the the task of a big club. There's a reason for that. Yeah, but he took Bolton quite far, and once he got them to that level, he couldn't. He said he couldn't do it without the money, and the money was never going to get provided for him. If he does that with us, we've got the money. We'll see. I mean, personally, I still don't want him. I don't want him. I'm th- I also say it drops every ambition we have. Every ambition. Uh, also said on <laughs> Talk Sport, so go check that out. But um, <laughs> I just think it as well, it just doesn't feel right going in for Sam Allardyce. Just doesn't, it doesn't bode well. Because I feel like, I think, don't get me wrong, I think you could do a job, but what kind of job would it be? Would it just be uh, keep us safe from relegation or would it be take us to the next level? Um, that's what that's what annoys me, is that that's the stage that we were at, we were at there, take us to the next level stage. Yeah. And from from then on, it was just a matter of getting the right man to take us to the, the next level. And we haven't got that right. So, and, 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 I mean... Uh, I see you've got a bit of an argument to see why Sam could be that man to push this on to the next level, but 
you get you get you get a reputation when you appoint Big Sam, particularly particularly Big Sam, because he, he he's he's been done by the FA for you know mm-hmm. but, all oh, this that, stuff that, that bunging scandal. That's just that's just a PR nightmare that I don't want to touch to me club. Mm. Um, so, guys, um, I have a few questions here. All right. Can I just say one point before the questions? I think it's bad that the fact that we it's been stated that we want to bring him in. I think if we needed to bring him in, I might be a bit more accepting. But the fact we want to bring him in, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say that. We do. We were looking. At, we are looking like we do need to bring him in because we can't bloody sort anyone else out. It does. It does look like. But just for the sake of the clubs, just for the sake of the club, they're not going to say it's not going to come out and say that they need them. But I, if we do appointment, do appoint them, then I do think it is because we do need them. Apparently, apparently, it might be Tuesday night. Okay. I really hope. Not. Two questions, guys. Two questions. Right. All right. Item number one. Uh, <clears throat> is a big reason why we're so anti-Sam the fact that we don't want to be seen like one of those bottom-dwelling clubs that needs to needs him in order to survive. There's a stigma that comes yeah. with being a team that hires Big Sam. Is it a pride thing? That's one. It's one of many reasons for me. You know what I mean? I, like I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you right now. The first thing I thought of was, no, we're not like that. We're Everton. Yeah, that's the first thing I thought. Yeah, that that that, that is one thing. But like as, as I've said, that 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 is that is kind of the, the main the main thing. It's just a matter of pride because I think once you appoint Sam Allardyce, any um, indication of pride goes out the window, and you just like <laughs> you know by any means necessary. But. There's more. There's more reasons than that. That yes, that is a reason, but there's more to it as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I mention that only because, again, I, bear with me here, guys. But what if we hire Big Sam? Because right now, what's the highest do we that we think we could actually do this season? Is anybody realistically thinking we're going to get European football next year? No. 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 Right. So let's pretend that we give Big Sam three-year contract like he wants, all right? He gets us to top half, gets us to about 10th place, let's say, okay? Let's say he does that, all right? We're actually not averse to being in 10th after the the beginning of the season we've had. It's actually not a bad finish considering what's just happened, all right? Now, pretend like you're Mashiri. Mashiri looks at the situation and says, well, you know what? I don't. I don't want Big Sam. Good. I'd rather have a big name. And now we're in a better position to be able to hire that other person because we're tenth and we've stabilized. Okay, and we're not hiring somebody in the middle of the season now. So what you do? You just say, Big Sam, here's the money we owe you. In comes whoever that other manager is. Okay. Well, <laughs> maybe I don't think so, but maybe. Okay. So is it? If it really is a situation where we – it does seem like we're wasting half a year because that's where I feel like Max's main argument is, is, is lodged. The idea that we're not getting someone who's going to go ahead and be building a system because I don't think any of us thinks that Big Sam is our future. 
No one. I don't know anyone that's, that's actually in favor of this move and that is saying he's going to set us up for the next five years. No. You know, but if we can see this as let's just make sure we don't go down, let's build up our defense, let's get a foundation, and then we'll get who we want. It looks it a feels bit like, like – Oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say it feels like a little bit of a waste of time, but if we can get over the pride thing, which I'm having trouble with, I've got to be honest – I'm having a lot of trouble getting over the pride. I think a lot of people are having trouble with that. <laughs> but if you pretend like it's not Big Sam, not someone, pretend like it's someone else who's just skilled in, in, in keeping people up. If we can get over that, is it the worst thing in the world? No, it's not. Uh, and you can sort of see a method to the madness. You know what I mean? But, but that's me literally grasping at straws, guys. Hmm. I think the whole thing I've got. Sorry, go on, Mike. I, I just want to say, like, uh, uh, it's hitting the reset button again, but you've got to put, your, put yourself in the shoes of one of the players in the dressing room. Like, mm. you know, you've got big, you get, you get, you get big Sam coming in, and then you go, oh god, you brought oh, big Sam in. That must, that's, that gives me an indication of what they're thinking that we're in that much of a situation a point, to bring someone like him in, and then. If we do like you said, Jerry, just give him give him the money that we own and let him get be on his way. Then we bring someone new in that's adapting to a new personality, a new system, a new. And again, so I think I can't remember who it was again. Forgive me on Twitter. If we bring Big Sam in, that's just he will bring in a lot of short term players with him in the January. They'll just be short term fixes to make sure that we stay up and. We can't be burdened with that. It just provided too many problems going forward again. Mm. Those are very valid points. I think, to be honest, the whole thing with it is we've taken two steps back, so we're going to have to go one step forward at a time now at the minute with this whole thing because we've gone so far back that we're near the relegation zone. We've got to have someone to get us back to the position we were in before and then we can go for Europe next season. Okay, so another question, guys. Uh, what would it take, performance-wise, out of Big Sam for us to actually end up being fine with this appointment? Yeah, thank cool. Yeah. Mm. I'd, take, I'd take a cup. See, yeah, I would me. take a cup, and I'm, and I'm going to need closer to top half. Yeah, a cup and a top half finish. That, yeah. Yeah. Unless we win the cup in some miraculous Barca style of play way that mm. makes us completely form our opinions on him, uh, of him yeah. as, a, as a man and as a manager. Then, yeah, you know, stay for as long as you want. But mm. it, it's not it's not going to happen. It's Big Sam. You know what you get with Big Sam and it's not good. I just think it'll be interesting to see if he actually does get signed up on the Tuesday night and the next game he has is against West Ham. <laughs> no, no, he's not. If he's if he's signed up before West Ham, he's not actually going to be on the sidelines for that. There's no way. He wouldn't imagine, have had time. Imagine he yeah, did, though. No, it would be great, but, you it know, would. it'd be one of those things where he would be up in the stands watching, they you wouldn't, know. They wouldn't really, would they be that hostile, though, towards him? West Ham fans? You never can tell. He's been, know. he's been at a few clubs, so it's just again, and that's, and that's another factor: is, is, is loyalty. Is just 
you know, yeah. he just, he's an ego that follows money as well. So mm-hmm. again, I don't want, I don't want that. I just, I can't see any positive outcomes. It just, for the, <laughs> I really can't. And it's weird. I can't, I can't see it. Be like, I, I've kind of got it in my head that we, I'm waiting for some kind of big, um, success story to come from all this negativity and bad positions. Like, but you just can't see Big Sam being, you know, the ringleader of some miraculous turnaround where. We, you know, we do a Leicester or, you know, we start becoming a European team again. You know, you just can't see it. And it doesn't look likely. I'm very disappointed if we do bring him in. But I'll have to get over it and accept it. And that's and that's what I was going to say, guys. Um, the idea that this is something that seems like it, the check is in the mail here. It seems like this is happening. Mm. All right. Um, I'm having trouble... Envision, envisioning anyone else now, just because it seems like yeah, yeah. we've we've it seems like our last ditch effort was to go back to him. So mm. I don't think that we're gonna go to anyone else after going back to him. I think we're thinking let's make a deal because holy hell, the past two games were torture. Yeah, and technically, then that means we've had a backup plan, so we've improved in that area. <laughs> I, I I just think the um, if he does get announced, I think the announcement is going to be what kills me because just the thought of him you know, holding being, up an Everton scarf yeah, the thought of him being in the Gladys Street end holding up a, a scarf or something and they, uh-huh. I, 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 it might sound funny but I don't know it just it just seemed like an insult to yeah. here's oh sorry go ahead the club just the history of the club you know what I mean? so, you know, so that's I mean that's so is it hmm because I also feel like the, another insult to the history of the club is players putting on the jersey and putting out shit on the field? You know what I mean. I like. I'm. That's I'll another. Have to watch it twice. I know what you mean. I, but you, you know what I mean. And so it's the idea. Like a, a players going out there and not sprinting after balls every time. I'm sorry, but if I have to see Schneiderlin do that again, that was really tough to watch. Yeah. And he plays in a position that. Not many people pay attention to what he's actually doing. Yeah. I specifically watched him. Idle role, yeah. It was so bad. I can't and, and I loved that guy last year. I loved that guy. I, I, so, I still hate him. I mean, I've, I've, read, I've read a piece and I've said he needs to... Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't, obviously, you know, I'm not in the position to judge him as a person. But I think there's a bit of a... Just, I don't know. As himself, I don't, I don't, not just on the pitch. I think off the pitch and not, not, I'm, I wouldn't go as far to say ego because he does seem like a decent fella. But I feel like if he kind of sorts himself out and says, "Listen, I'm just going to get my head down. I'm going to give it me all every time I'm on the pitch." I feel like he's one of our best players. Mm-hmm. It could be. I agree because last season he's proved that. Yeah, exactly. There's there's something going on this exactly. season though. There's something up with him. And I, you know, you hear stories about him supposedly uh, in the stands against Atalanta. Um, I, I, I read on Twitter some guys said that they were sitting near Schneiderlin, and he was and he was laughing at the game and telling them telling them to be quiet when they were when they were questioning him why he was laughing. You know, he was just going shh. You know what I mean? Like supposedly, supposedly his attitude was really bad at the mm-hmm. game. Now, granted. That that kind of thing could have been manufactured. That could have been made up. Yeah. You know what I mean. But when you hear a story about somebody who's doing that, that doesn't 
for me, if I'm on a team and I'm in the and I'm in the I'm in the audience, if I'm in the stands watching the game, and we're playing that bad, I'd be pissed. I'd be really, really angry. You know. So what I don't know. Sam that's that's rumors and hearsay, though. What was that? What was big Sam sorts him out. And that was what I was leading to. You know. So. No, I'm just, I'm really so against it, and I can't get around being against it. Yeah, no, and, this whole... and honestly, I, I'm, I'm, to- I totally get you, and, I, and I'm not trying to convince you otherwise, by the way, because um, I'm, I'm with you too. Edwards, Edwards, not with this either. You know, if David were here, he would be saying the same thing. We're all on the same page. Mm-hmm. I'm, I guess, what I'm trying to do is see any kind of light in this. This see whole thing, because it's gonna happen, probably. You know. Yeah, I think this whole thing. It's a bit like that. <clears throat> it's a bit like that. Um, have you have you seen The Dark Knight? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. It's that little quote, but it's sort of like it's not the hero we deserve, but the one we need right now. Ah. Uh. That sort of thing. I feel, I just feel like it's that kind of situation at the minute. We don't we don't deserve Big Sam. We don't deserve to have that sort of reputation on the club, but we kind of need. A manager like Big Sam right now? No, we don't. I really don't think we do. <laughs> oh, um, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm in your position as well. We need someone that's going to carry on the initial long-term ambitions of the club. So you know, and we can't can't be hitting reset every other day like we are. You know, bringing one person in and then re- and after so many games when they haven't been good enough, getting rid of them and then rebuilding and then. It just there's too many rebuilding jobs to do. Yeah, as a, as a football, it takes its toll on and off the pitch. So um, you've heard it here first. Max has volunteered to head up the Sam Allardyce Appreciation Society. So if you want to be a part of those meetings, just get a hold of him on Twitter. All right, he. <laughs> I've just realised though, I don't have to do 365 videos a day because Unsworth doesn't look like he's getting the permanent job. That's true. That's true. But you should do it anyway because you're just a go-getter. A, just a shame, just a shame <laughs> that I'm going to say, if Big Sam gets us to seventh or better, I will do the challenge. Wow. I am not issuing any challenge because I think this is the most unpredictable situation. I'm not touching it. <laughs> I think you're brave, Edward. That's what I'm saying. You're a brave fellow. And if Sam right. only comes to us, I'm doing it for 720 days. <laughs> All right. So, guys, any parting words on Big Sam? Anything else? Uh, Thank you. No thanks. What? Oh, no thanks. Okay. I I actually only heard you, and so I thought you had dropped an f bomb. And <laughs> no, no thanks. Just no, no, no thank you. We don't. We don't need it. We don't need it. I know we're in a bad situation, but we don't need it. Gotcha. All right. Um. I'm, gonna, I'm yeah. just going to use my Dark Knight quote. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm just going to say, uh, buy stock in chewing gum. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be a lot. A, he's going to go through a lot. That was, good. That was good. I like that one. <laughs> All right, guys. So I guess that's it uh, for our Big Sam chat. All right. Brace yourselves. It's happening. Buckle up. It's going to be a bumpy ride. Edward will not be joining us for this segment. Um, 
he has to relace all of his tennis shoes. So hopefully that works out well for him. Um, so we decided it was time to readdress a subject that uh, has kind of reared its head as Everton has continued to lose more games. Um, Kuman was gone, and who was left? Well, <laughs> you can point the finger at, at Unsworth, you can point the finger at Moshiri, or you can point the finger at this guy. All right? A lot of people are saying Walsh needs to roll. All right? So let's, uh, let's get into this a little bit. Uh, Max, people are uh, stringing him up. Is this fair? Yes. It, it is. It, it, it's very fair. Um, because I feel like when we brought Kuman in, the kind that what ran adjacent to that was the the um, the big the big news of that we would be appointing a football footballer and director for the first time in the club's history. Um, which don't get me wrong, I do st- I do still feel like that is a great idea because I don't feel like there's, a, there's enough um, there's enough footballing personnel in uh, at the club because you know. When you kind of you had the manager, and up from that you just kind of went to Elston and Kenwright, who, you know, granted own the club, but you know they have history and theatrical performances. I mean, Elston's an accountant, so you know I felt it was right to bring in a director of football to kind of put a lot more emphasis on football and business, mm-hmm. but. I am the 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 decision the decision making of Walsh has been poor, really poor. Because I feel like what we've done is when he's come in, he he signed all these. Because don't get me wrong, he, he signed you know he signed an up and coming English keeper. He signed at the time captain of Ajax. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. Wayne Rooney. I mean, not much more needs to be said. You know his name his name is a brand. Um, you know Michael Keane. You know England international. He's brought he brought in a lot of good good players and you know marketable names. But what what's been the big problem is even though he's brought in good players, is they haven't been able to to play as a team. And I I, I just forgot to mention there. Obviously, you know, Gilfie Sigurdsson. You know the 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 crown jewel of, of it all. You know, forty five fifty million pounds, kind of a Icelandic hero. But um, you know. It, it's all the all these players that he's brought in, good good players in their own right, but just can't coexist in the same team. And you know they don't produce good football on the pitch. So you know that that's where his big fault is. And of course, he's meant to be a big advocate of of Sam Allardyce coming in and getting the job. He's um, he's being a big um, showman for wanting to bring Allardyce in, which you know I've got quite strong opinions on that. <laughs> you don't but, say. Uh, no, <laughs> you know it just it didn't. Everything just kind of goes has kind of gone in the wrong direction with him. And considering that we pay him one million pounds a year, which I think is the highest salary for anyone in a director of football position in the league, that you know it's not right. And you know there will be other people out there to get in to end up being a director of football. So I don't understand. I don't understand why he didn't lose his job along with Kerman, and that's not me being a nasty human being and wanting a man out of his job. That's just me not understanding how, if you appoint Walsh side by side with Kerman as kind of like 
relationship, if that relationship hasn't worked, then I don't understand why both of them don't leave. Hmm. You know, it seems like he's still calling the shots in some sense. So I have some theories about this, all right? right? And I have some, because you and I have guesses as to how this has worked behind the scenes, yeah. but yeah. We, we weren't there, you know? Mm. But the, 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 the hypothetical that I have here, I actually feel like makes sense for Walsh here, okay? So bear with me. And just tear tear it a new one as soon as you see it, feel like it's nonsense. All right, right. Because I know you will. So, <laughs> so right, here's no, the. That's, that's <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. <laughs> so, and, and you, I, you, I may have even talked to you about it in the past. But um, so number one, I don't think Walsh and Kuman got along. Period. I don't think they got along. I think. <laughs> so I think we're. Walsh succeeds and where he excels is Moneyball. He he looks at stats and he looks at players that fit a system and he finds those players. They may not be flashy. You know, they're not they're not flashy. He looks at them, he looks at their stats and he says, you know something? I I think that player, I think Ishak Belfadil is a good hold-up player. And could get us a decent amount of you know you know of of you know header goals, and I, I think he's going to do that. All right, he'll look at it and say, "This player leads the league in interceptions." There's gone, yeah. you know. So he looks at stats and he thinks about it like that. Okay, and Lester, it seems like Lester listened to him. It seems yeah. like Lester said, "You know what? Yeah, we'll go along with your system. We'll do what you say." Yeah. Right. So. But when he goes at, went up against Kuman, there was Kuman yeah. had certain players where he was like, <coughs> "I have to make sure they they jive with me." Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. so there's that. All right. Then there's the possibility that the board is not actually purchasing the players that that he's requesting yeah. either. Right. So yeah. the reason I'm thinking I give Walsh a pass. All right is because yeah. I actually think that Kuman vetoed some of his choices. And yeah. I think the board didn't get in late his striker choices that he was trying to get. Because I think it's, it is their responsibility, right, to, to actually make the purchases? Yeah. yeah. So, so and, and this rolls into my theory that I think that maybe – Walsh thinks that if Allardyce is in place, Allardyce is going to be cool with the purchases that Walsh wants to make. See, and that <laughs> that that is kind of that is like the big the big stop sign in the road for me, where it just kind of makes me think if he's wanting someone like Allardyce in, who as an Evertonian, right here where it kind of links in with Sam a little bit, right? We. And again, I'll go. I'll go back to Everton being again a few years ago when Moyes left. We were, you know, looking prime to be always yeah. challenging top six. And Sam, characteristically, is the fight for survival type of manager. And you, you don't. You, you've never. You've never seen him with a big war chest of money. So you've never seen him splash. Splash. 30, 40 million pound transfers. Which it looks like where we've got the finances to do. 
still, it does look like we've got the finances to afford mm-hmm. the 30 million pound players. But so if, if Walsh feels like bringing him in is the right idea, then I, I don't know. I, I really just don't think he deserves his place at the club because I think that goes against all of the, the long term ambitions of the club and their desires to break into Europe. Because if you think about it, if, if Walsh stays and say he does bring Allardyce in, what well, we, 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 you know, we make it through, we stay up, and then, then what well, we go from there? You know, where do we go? Mm-hmm. I just don't think it looks good. You kind of, you, you maybe think of it with the, with your, um, your theory of basically it's just like a ladder, and you don't know at what point of the ladder the, the decisions get made, and obviously the relationship between Kuhn and Walsh didn't work, and you know that, that, that that's. I, I, I was going to say that's yet to see David Underwear have a transfer window and see mm-hmm. who. Because if it obviously, a lot of, you know, he said he, he knows how Evertonians want to see the game played. He, you know, he knows the type of attitude that an Everton player needs to have. So maybe, again, it, it's, it's just speculation at this point because I, I think, you know, we, we need to just wait and see in terms of January. But January is going to be one of the biggest months in the club's history, Definitely. I think. And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and preface what I was saying. Uh, the number one biggest strike that I had against Walsh was the fact that his number one choice was Allardyce. I just want to say that in case anyone's thinking that I'm Mr. Defending Allardyce here. All right? um, we're, we're, we're getting into that in the other video. All right? Watch our Big Sam video. It's on our channel. So, but, uh, so I want to uh, be clear that I'm not... I'm not defending every decision that is supposed to have come out of Walsh yet. Um, I, I just want to say that, and I know his his position with us is very different than it was with Lester. Um, however, he was a huge cog in building a championship-winning team at Leicester. All right? Now, do you just give him the keys and say all your decisions go with it, man? I, I find it difficult to do that just because he hasn't been a director of football before. He's only been a head scout. You know what I mean? So, uh, so I, I have misgivings about Walsh as well. Uh, I do think that his style and system of bringing in players is worth consideration. I don't know, man. I, I, I totally understand the people that are negatively slating Walsh. I definitely get them. Uh, I don't completely agree because I feel like there's too many factors that went into play with the yeah. with Cummins tenure. There, there are a lot of variables that do impact um, his, his his role in general. And again, something that's kind of popped into my mind there is maybe if he's thinking if if, if, we, if we do get Allardyce in, maybe that puts him in a better position in terms of calling the shots. Yep. So. That, that that's a weird, that's a weird thought to have. If it's just kind of like a, a power thing, like you know, so it's basically like saying you know we're getting one manager in because the director of football wants to kind of have more autonomy over the team. Now, now I've seen a situation like this. Okay, I'm from the film world. Okay, so a lot of times there are creative producers who think. I'm a producer, but I have a lot of ideas about this movie, all right? 
instead of hiring a director that I think is going to be really opinionated and try to have get all, get their own way with casting and everything, what I'm going to do is I'm going to hire a director that's basically just going to do what I say. You know what I mean? And that way you can you can get the film you want with your vision while getting that that director to basically just do his director job. So but I feel it, like it's again, the same concept. As you say, it's as you, yeah, it's it's a matter it's a matter of faith. It, it is. It's a matter of who you put your faith in. Yeah. I, I, I'm just, I'm in a position now where I'm just sick of the club taking too big a risks. Mm. You know. All right. So we should probably wrap this up. So I guess that's that's been our say on Walsh. We are still conflicted. It seems. <laughs> Enormously huge match between two bottom-dwelling squads coming up this Wednesday. We got West Ham. All right? Um, yeah. So, guys, right now West Ham are 18th in the table. Uh, their previous game to this one, uh, they drew 1-1 with Leicester. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're, they're stabilizing a little bit. Um, I wouldn't say they're flying. I wouldn't say they're hugely improved since their new manager, whom we we might see as being familiar, uh, took over. Um, yeah, but uh, so I, from what I can tell, expected lineup for them: uh, Joe Hart's in goal, which is great for Battle us. I love the number one keeper. Yeah. So what is it? He can't he can't dive left. Is that what it is? Yeah. Who, I mean, who I mean, can, he's like who Zoolander. Can, who can keep a clean sheet till <laughs> the latest amount of time? So it's either going mean, to be one minute or five minutes. I didn't realize how like Zoolander it is. Joe Hart can't can't turn left. <laughs> I'm not an ambi-turner. Uh, so Joe Hart, Ogbana, Reed are the center backs. Cresswell, Zabaleta, uh, Lanzini, Obayang, Kuyate, Carol, Masuaku, and either Arnautovic or Ayu. Okay, um, they're probably so we'll probably run like a four-two-three-one. All right. Uh, so uh, predicted eleven. Let, let, let's let's get into this and let's talk about how how this is going to go. Probably Unsworth's last, last match in charge is what yeah. it looks like. Who yeah. wants to start? Go on. I'll, I'll give it a crack. Um, I'm sorry. Because we obviously we were facing quite a few injuries at the back. Um, I've gone for I've gone for Pickford, Kenny, Holgate, Jugs, and Martina at the back. Benengimi and Gay, Blasic and Luckman, and Rooney and Dominic Calvert Lewin. All right. I just felt the need to just kind of shake it up a little bit, you know, just see, try and produce something new. All right. Edward, you want to go next or you want me to? Uh, Pickford, Kenny, Martina, Williams, Jagielka, Holgate. So it's going to be three at the back. Hmm. Why not? That's if Holgate's fit. If not, then I think he will go to four at the back. Um, Gay, um, Sigurdsson, 
Oh yeah, she could say yeah. I probably I'd probably take I don't know. Probably gonna I'm gonna be harsh now and even though I'm uh, flying his flag, I'll take I'll take Luckman out and put Sigurdsson in instead. Hmm. Uh, Luckman, Vlasic, and Cavaloon up top. All right. So, uh, I'm thinking Unsworth is going to revert back to previous form, where I think his first couple of games he started in a 4-3-3. The first half to try to be in the game going into the second half. So, I think he might do the same thing. So, um, I'm going to say Pickford, Kenny, Jags, Williams, Martina, um, just because I think that's what he's going to go with. Uh, if, if Holgate's healthy, that does throw, turn, change things, but I just think that's, I think that's what's available if he wants four at the back. Um, Gay and Bonnie Gimi in the middle, and, uh, and Davies. I mm-hmm. think he might bring Davies back for that three, you know, that middle three across that he likes to do. Um, and then the three up top, although it's like the least pacey thing in the world, I think he might go Sigurdsson, DCL, and Rooney. Um, this is not what I want. I just want to make that clear. Uh, it's what I think I could see him doing. Um, I do think Vlasic has looked pretty pretty solid when he's come in, and I could easily see Vlasic make, getting in there the what way you Vlasic? guys have him. That's probably it. No, I'm just going from what, what I want, really, because, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, to be honest, again, I don't even know if he'll get in the squad because that just seems mm-hmm. to be a weird scenario. That's that um, presented itself that he struggles to make it into the squad that David Lundberg chooses at times. But yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. I think just at, at home against West Ham, it was really struggling. That I just don't know why we don't go for pace and we don't go for two up front. I mean, it's not like the fullbacks are that quick either. Zabaleta's aged, mm, and reading of Bonner aren't that quick either. So that is a perfect opportunity. This if this isn't a game where we have more of the ball, more passes, more shots, then I'll be disappointed again, even more than I am. Imagine Big Sam actually like gets this job. It'll be like a West Ham-Everton fixture, but the other way around. Because David Moyes... Know, yeah. And, wow. Yeah. The most anti-football match in the history of football. <sighs> yeah, I, uh, I, I initially in my squad I had Sandro in there. Because I don't, I didn't, why didn't, I didn't he start in Southampton? Well, he didn't come in either. Just, he didn't start and he didn't come in. He stayed on the bench. Well, I think a big part of that, though, was because we had two forced defensive substitutions. So he wasn't able to really make no. any positive substitutions, really. He made one. I, so, I don't know. I, I, I'm thinking about Sandro. But I've, I've included Rooney and Calvert Lewin up front just because... Mm. A, in terms of Rooney, I think Rooney needs to... He's been brought in, yes. People say, you know, big market and stunt, you know. The, the only reason he's come here is just, you know, see how his career and whatever. But Rooney needs to start taking a bit more responsibility on his shoulders. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen that he can produce the odd moments of quality. Mm-hmm. And the only reason... I've, I've, I've put a quite a bit of thought into choosing Calvert-Lewin to go up with him because also... He's forged a kind of a partnership with Rooney whenever they've played. Kind of. Like, they seem to... not. I'm not going to say well, but they seem to know how... Yes, they, get they, along. Yeah, they seem to... Mm-hmm. Kind of Rooney knows where Calvert-Lewin runs, etc. And again, against West Ham, you're going to need a 
player there up front that can deal with the ball in the air. And what I like about Calvert-Lewin is he, when he jumps, he jumps early. So he gets that advantage over his man. So I think if, it, if any balls come into the box or get launched up to him, then I think he's going to prove some good competition mm-hmm. against the team that usually dominates in the air. Plus Rooney could take up like the physical play from uh, the likes of Reed, Ogbonna, uh, Kiate, who are probably going to be playing as well. Yeah, and again, he can draw. He can even if he doesn't hold them off, he can still draw fouls. So, mm. yeah. I mean, I look at this this team we're playing. I look at West Ham, and they're they just have a lot more pace than we do. Yeah, I think. Um, Lan- Lanzini. I mean, they're offensive players. Compare their oh. attackers to our D. Yeah, you know. Yeah, but compare our attackers to their defenses. It's yeah. it's similar teams if you think about it. It's similar mm-hmm. teams. Both have pacey players who could potentially play. Uh, if we play defenses. Well, that's, that's the thing. We've got we've got pacey players that could potentially play, but we don't bloody play them. Yeah. And yeah. we, I, th- I just I think it just it's going back to playing when you're at home. You've just got to, you know, you've go got to go. You've got to you've got to go all out. So that's why I, I've got to say play two up front. And I've included Ben and Gimi in there in the fact that he's not an um, he's not a completely defensive midfielder in that you know what he does defensively he does it well and he'll he tends to break up play and start a counter attack. Yeah. So one thing I do want to say I think Gay needs to play more than Schneiderlin. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree. I've seen Schneid uh, Gay has won the ball when he's pressed and he's done a lot more than Schneiderlin. I think he's picked up he's basically got like three assists from what I can count or nearly assists from a goal for Rooney against Arsenal that was because he pressed and won the ball uh Niasi's goal he won the ball and got it to Sigurdsson Sigurdsson could then pass and nearly got another assist with um Sigurdsson because he was pressing Southampton's defense won the ball and Sigurdsson just messed his shot up so Gay should really be playing because he does his defensive duties, and he also presses for the ball. I, I, feel, I feel sorry for Gay because he was, he was probably last season. He was probably my favourite player. Mm. In that you know is um, is I, I don't I don't I don't just want to say work rate because it's more than work rate. I think because I do think the um, the pressing that he does has some kind of significance. Where he takes the ball through. Or, where he wins the ball because as you as like you say from from winning the ball back within 10 20 seconds he's managing to get assists so mm-hmm. yeah de- i'm definitely i definitely agree you need to play more than Snyder. yeah oh guys um yeah i totally have to agree with all that i have zero arguments with any of that uh i i'm to the point now where i I don't know if I don't want Schneiderlin on the bench, but I definitely don't want him starting. Mm. Um, and the thing is, though, I don't even know right now if the way his head's working. I don't even know if a, if a stint on the bench would 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 get through to him. I almost feel like like I don't know. I'm I'm kind of really down on him and Morales right now. And Morales is a player that I've really. I thought Morales as far as actually him, tried against Southampton. It looked he tried. That's his that's his style of play. I think. I mean, I, I, he's. Um, I think he's quite an opportunistic player, and that he'll press and look for mistakes. Yeah, that just comes. I just think, along with that, is the attitude. So, like, if he doesn't win the ball, he'll have a, he'll have a little. Um, yeah. But I'm not. I'm, he should have. 
he should have won a free kick for us because it happened right in front of where I was. I saw that. I saw that. He got fouled and the player did not get the ball at all. In fact, the ref for that game was disgraceful. Yeah. Disgraceful. You know, I know I, 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 t- I tend to avoid blaming referees because I don't see any... any point, of, but... point. I don't see some point. of those. Some of those. Some of those. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I do. I know, I know what you mean. There were the examples... Like where the, the ref, you know, clearly should have blew, and you know, give us a two kick or whatever. Did you know they didn't have a foul until the fifty-six minute mark or something? There were no fouls on Southampton. No registered fouls, we should say. Oh yeah, no, yeah. So that was one of the like everybody knows we didn't lose because yeah. of the refs. We lost because we sucked. All right, there, that's the that's the bottom line. However, mm-hmm. it was a little bit frustrating to see our fouls being called and theirs not. I mean, Palace. Right, right the Palace fan actually made this. Fr- very good point to me. Yeah, we had about we committed twenty fouls, but that was twenty registered fouls. That doesn't mean they were actually fouls. It's just because the ref mm-hmm. blew the whistle so much in that game. Yeah, and, it was frustrating to watch. Yeah, but you know, it wasn't the determining factor. Yeah. So that's why I stopped caring about the ref yeah. when I saw that we that we didn't deserve to win that. No, <laughs> you know, I don't see the point in blaming the referee at all. Yeah, no, I try. Um, I try not to. Also, I think Rooney in the team in, helps in that sense. We tend to win a lot more free kicks and what have you when Rooney's in the team because he always knows how to talk to referees. Mm. Mm. Like that's not to say that he's manipulating them or whatever, but for God's sake, he was he was Man United captain. He knows how to get into the ear of referees. So and as well, talking of Man United, guess which striker hasn't been banned because of uh, well, he decided to kick someone in the nuts and he uh, hasn't been banned. We know, yeah. Yeah, no. you were you were gonna catch a big rant off of me if we try to pursue this. Like I, the our, our viewers and listeners probably need to be very glad that we didn't record last Thursday or Friday because I, I, I yeah, one of my bigger sources of anger in my life right now <laughs> was the Neos. Suspension, the Nia suspension, and the the reject of the appeal, and then what, what Lukaku is able to just give a backward kick to some dude's pills, and he doesn't see anything. It, that's it's just awful. Just just a quick question, which I, I'm I'm intrigued. But do, do you see that as inconsistency from the FA or preferential treatment? I don't know. Hmm. It's inconsistency. I, I think if you look at it from a professional view, it's inconsistency. But if you look at it from a fan's view, it is definitely favoritism. So here's a question. I think it's. Oh, I actually the think that. The question. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I actually think that it's preferential treatment that has led to inconsistency. Because look at look at. I, I think if we were a club that was in the bottom three or one of the top clubs, and our result mattered. To anyone, if we it, it, then Nias doesn't get suspended there. Yeah, if we actually they they decide to make a point to call him out to say to pull a Pokemon. I choose you. You know, <laughs> they, 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 that's the thing. Like they totally decided, Omar, you're the chosen one. We're gonna make we're gonna set a precedent here because nobody cares why, about you. Why not? Why not do it like earlier in the season when there was clear. Penalties and that Sterling. But that's the thing. Still, right now, Charles, we don't. Af- Kate, well, but that's a. Th- those are those are teams that that are affecting the the race. We're not. Nobody yeah. cares about us right now. And so right now, it's just Omar. 
You know, it's just us. That's the way they're thinking. It's inconsistent. It's preferential. And yeah, you know, you, I told you guys I will erupt on this because it te- sucks. You've technically just done a heart and head answer. You, you've answered with both answers. I've taught you well. No, no, but that, it, it, I, I, so I, I right. do agree with what you've said. There. No, I agree with what you said, Jerry. Preferential treatment has led to inconsistency. Yeah. And it can it, 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 it's one of them you've gone so far down the road that you can't turn back. Um, yeah. So, you know, it, 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 it's the, the Man United, the Man United thing. He's, he's a Man United centre forward. He's a big reason why people tune in and watch the games, probably. So, you know. And they're like, we can't have him banned. We need the money. What a pass them. You know, I, I want to know what's going to happen when, when a, an even bigger player, you know, uh, a player that's let's say Gabriel Jesus, you know, he goes he goes down in the box. He's blowing up right now, and and, and it's clear. I want to know what happens then. I want to know what happens when Harry Kane well, simulates in the box. And Burnley, Sanchez and Burnley the other day. Did you see it with Tarkowski? Uh, the way he he almost was it Sanche- down was it Sanchez. Yeah. Sanchez went down very easily and. Akai in the uh, Swansea game. But hey, nothing's happened there. Yeah. And that was a big decision in the Swansea game. I just, yeah. I just, I just, I just took it on the chin. I, I accepted it. Um, yeah. I don't. It, it, it is what it is. Um, I don't he, know. Maybe become a better player. He, 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 is a very, is developed to be, like, it's turned out that he's a very important player for us. At this time being, yeah. So it does look like we need him back and quick, but yeah. And unfortunately, we can't have him onto West Ham. Yeah, but as I say, I, I feel like Calvert Lewin might do a good job against West Ham because he he, he possesses qualities that could you know I'll do their back line. Yeah. Right now, right now, Calvert Lewin is not the most clinical player, but speaking as a player, <laughs> a former player who. When he went up a level, had lots of trouble finishing the whole first season. When I went up to that, for it takes you a while yeah. to calm the hell down. Exactly, and that goes back to a point that I've made before. Young players have mistakes in the game, and with that comes time to adapt them yeah. to the level of the player. And again, I feel it'd be so much easier to play all like. In, try out all these young players in a system and a team that's like you know, successful and flying high, but we're not. So we're putting a lot of responsibility on these young players. Yep. One thing I will say, West Ham fan um, that I've been that I'm going to be doing the stuff with, he's not confident. He really isn't confident with the game. You know, Southampton fans weren't either. No. And were we- they? <laughs> It makes both of us. Mm. Yeah, well. Especially with Andy Carroll up front. It'll be an interesting one. Oh, God. It will be interesting. We're so shit in the air in the back. And and what's he best at? Oh, my God. That's like going against Peter Crouch. Yeah. It could be the I mean, Stoke game all over. You know, the one, the one thing mm. I want to see that we can do every single game. It's the one thing that I, 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 that I if we don't have it, I, I just want to see some fight. I want to see 
you know, being first to 50-50 balls sometimes. I want to see going hard into tackles. I want to see – I just want to see some fight. That's all. You lose You lose yeah. the game, you lose the game. It happens. Darn. But if it's an effort thing, that's what I, that's what I can't tolerate. That's, yeah, that's what I was you saying. Know? The Southampton thing, if we wouldn't be as bothered traveling six and a half hours if they put up a bit of passion or a bit of fight at the end. Yeah. Mm. That's why my the eleven that I chose was so, you know, rotated and, and changed. Because I just, mm. I just feel like, you know, there's no eleven at the minute that you'd say, Oh, that's the eleven that'll do the job for us. Yeah. So that's why my eleven's kinda of so diverse and that have included the likes of Vlasic mm. and Ngini. Alright, so uh guys, anything else on uh, on West Ham? Are we all dreading it? Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Dreading watching every play at the moment. We're just not yeah. in it at all. Let's just... At least I don't have to travel for ages. I'm happy. Yeah. It's just a home game. <laughs> you never know. Let's I'm say... actually working off over that. Being a home yeah, game. Let's... Our next let's two games are home games. Yeah. Yeah, but I just want the fans to... I want us to give the fans a reason to kind of yell for the team and for them to feed off each other. You know? Yeah. You need that. Mm. All right. So, anyway, I guess uh, that is it for our West Ham segment. Let me do that again. That is it for our West Ham preview. All right? Uh, And also, that is it for the big show. Uh, If you've been listening via podcast, thank you so much. You're wonderful. All right? Subscribe to the podcast. Also, rate the podcast if you can. (coughs) See, I told you. Still sick. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. Uh, if if you're digging the videos, please subscribe. Yeah, it's just a kind thing to do. Like the videos. Add some analysis. Tell us what you think is going to happen against West Ham. All right? Uh, will we get completely dominated, or do you think we're actually going to bring it? We'll see. All right? Um, also, check out Edward's channel. Jam E. James. Details are down below. Check out Max's writing. All right? On the Toffee Blues uh, website. Also, check out the Toffee Blues on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Yeah, I think that's I think that's all. I think that's everything. All right, the plug the plug Olympics is over, uh, guys. Thanks so much for uh, for being here, uh, despite all of us uh, needing sad naps. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's go do this and uh, get ready for Wednesday. Woo. All right, all right. Thanks so much, and bye.